hundred bucks. The ad said three thousand. Well, check it again, webhead. It said three grand for three minutes, and you pinned them in two. For that, I give you a hundred, and you're lucky to get that. I need that money. I missed the part where that's my problem. Hey everybody, welcome to the x Podcast. Today, I am Jordan. Tomorrow, I'll be Joe. Yep, there we go. And then the next day, I might be Jordan again. I don't hey, know. let's go. That's a fire-ass quote to open up the... Sorry, you haven't introduced me yet. Sorry. We're on the... Po- yeah, I don't think I told you to talk. I don't think you told me to talk, brother. I don't think I told you, you to talk me, dude. You guys don't even know who's talking right yeah. now. Yeah, what's my name, brother? What's my name, bro? Oh, I need to bring back the How Hulk about you Hogan. do your best impression of me right now? Hey guys, and if it's a, well, hold on. Uh, if it's oh. offensive, I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> oh, okay. Here it goes. <clears throat> hey guys, welcome to the Hi Ab. Oh, hey, my name is Jordan. Oh, hey, but tomorrow maybe Joe. Oh, but but today is Jordan. What the fuck, man? Stop it! Ow! Stop it! You know what that punch made me really want to? Ow! Stop fuck. it! You know what that punch made me really want to do? What? Weirdly talk about Spider-Man more. Let's talk about Spider-Man. All right, let's do so, it. All right, boys and girls, you know the vibes. I've been, yeah, it hurts, doesn't it? Yeah, it I hurts. missed the part where that's my problem. I need that money. <laughs> <laughs> you live. I need that more. Um, so I've been delaying the inevitable. I pushed this so far back that it's literally coming out the day that... Spider-Man No Way Home is coming out. Mm-hmm. So we are just saying, fuck it. We are squeezing in Spider-Man 3, Sam Raimi. We are squeezing in the two Andrew Garfield movies. We are squeezing in Far From Home and Homecoming into one solid review. The first 10 minutes are dedicated to Spider-Man 3. Second 10 minutes are dedicated to the Andrew Garfield films. And the back half is dedicated to Homecoming and Far From Home. And then... We're just going to talk about how excited we are for No Way Home. Then tomorrow is the No Way Home review. So, are we doing a spoiler? Excited for that? One? I mean, it'll be the first half will be spoiler free, or the first couple minutes at least. I, I think halfway through you should put like a little like uh, indicator. Well, I mean, it's the same day that like the movie comes out. I'm not just going to jump in and be like spitting out spoilers. So, Optimus Prime showed up in the post credits. That's a dumbass. What's your name? Uh, Jay. That's a dumbass comment, Jay. Uh. Um. <laughs> Ah, stop it! Sorry, stop it! I said stop it. <laughs> that was my fault. Ow! All right, so uh, we are cutting into the Spider-Man three review. Hope everybody's having a great, great, great week. This week is flying by. Um, you say that every episode, man. I really do. Every, every week is flying by, but you. I love it. Like I, I like talking about how this, how time goes, because some weeks are slow. I tell my audience, hey, this week is slow as shit the fuck's going on here adjust accordingly adjust accordingly it's going to be a slight chance of slow and uh and then i'll be like oh my god what's up, everybody welcome to the x button podcast today is monday what's mm-hmm. that oh it's friday oh oops it's so fast that it has you has you talking fast friday so um spider-man 3 sam raimi of course this was made in probably 2006 i don't know Around then. Uh, 2014, actually. It'll be in the title. Yeah, um, it'll be in the title for sure. Um, well, I, this is going to be a long... Um, this is going to be a long episode. 
Uh, no, it's going to be 30 minutes. Why are you talking? It's going to be 30 <laughs> minutes, okay? Because it's just in the way. I'm and right how next you, to my foot spot, okay? How, how are you going to fucking fit all this shit hey, yo. into the title? <laughs> what do you mean? You said you're going to put the year into the title. Listen here. It's going to say Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Menace or Menace? Uh... Yeah, I was trying to think of a quote. That actually would be a fire title for uh, Quit not gonna for a uh, episode. What? Menace or Menace? <laughs> now my title's going to be super long. It's going to be Spider-Man. Was it Hero or Menace? Is that what he, that he makes the title? Yeah. I'm going to have that as the title. And then I'm, in parentheses, it's going to be Spider-Man 3, Sam Raimi, 2006 review. <laughs> Spider-Man, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 review. Spider-Man home home body home, home, home body, body series. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's start. Uh, Spider-Man three. I remember going to see this in theaters. I remember playing the Xbox game with. Huh, huh. I remember playing the Xbox game with uh, with Jim. Do you remember that? I don't know if you were even alive during then. No. What? Two thousand six. You weren't alive. So. I was born in ninety nine. You asshole. No, Oops. I don't. <laughs> I, Oops. You know what's funny is ooh, it's funny ooh. how far. It's spit funny, it out. It's funny how far. Why don't you spit it out a little bit? We're times right. If you keep interrupting me, I can give me. We're five minutes longer. into the Spider-Man three review. There's not a lot to talk about in this movie. Uh, hey, shut up, shut up, shut up. Except for the fact that I think hey, No Way up. Home might shut, be a shut, better version of Spider-Man three. Shut the fuck up. Uh, God, I. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, time out. You got, yeah, you got to do a really good Tim Allen. <laughs> Remember when he killed Santa in that movie? That anyway, um, so isn't it funny how antiquated those old Spider-Man games are compared to the Spider-Man game we have now? We mm. were so... We didn't know uh, how shitty we had it back then. Anyway. Why are uh, you yelling? Because <laughs> I'm trying to get through this goddamn Calm review, down. Joe. Calm down, Bubba. Spider-Man 3, uh, like I said for Spider-Man 2, it was very shitty but good in a, in a funny way. Like, it was, was hilarious Spider-Man 3 good, though? Is, it, is there any redeeming qualities in Spider-Man 3? Uh, J. Jonah Jameson. I love the black suit look. That uh, Sam Raimi suit in the black is fucking awesome. It is very, very dope. And some of the redeeming qualities of that movie are Sandman, Eddie Brock, not Venom. I'm specifying that because Venom's terrible. Topher Grace played Eddie Brock perfectly. Did he, though? I feel like he did a good job. I feel like he... You think he does better than Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy's... Yeah. Sorry not to cut you off, but Tom Hardy's kind of like an Andrew Garfield of Venom's. Yeah, because it's just like he just does the same shit in every movie where it's just like the nervous, like twitchy. Yeah, he's like, I, he's like, I, 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 I don't want to talk. I, 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 talk and also in real life, he's like, he talks like, sorry, what are you babbling about? Mm. That's what he said when someone asked him about his sexuality. He goes, what was the question? Hmm. Thank you. Next question. Uh, anyway, but yeah, Tover Grace, I feel like did an amazing performance. He plays the uh, foil to Peter Parker really well. I feel like he... It's interesting seeing a character motivated by his own selfishness instead of selflessness. Right. Like Peter Parker. Well, I, I agree. However, I, I like how he's trying to take down his image at uh, the Daily Bugle. He's actually trying to take down his spot and it gives him like personal motivation to say, fuck you, Venom. But yeah. when, when Venom actually gets on him, it is like the most convenient writing ever. He's literally why he's at the one church in town, of course. And <laughs> yeah. he happens to be it's, at there the exact time Spider-Man decides to be there at the exact time. He wants to get rid of his fucking suit at the exact moment where he figures out that the bell kind of makes it go crazy. Like, okay. And also he stood under him and it got on his jacket. And he threw it off and he's, which is understandable. Yeah. I would throw off my jacket if I got yeah. some on my hand. But then when he, no, he, he got it on his hand and he was like, 
Oh. What is this doing on there? It's kind of spreading, ain't it? Hmm. Like, whoa. Oh, shit. Now I'm Venom. It's mm-hmm. like, you were like... How about, ew, Peter pooped on me. Ew, he... Now it's taking over my whole body. What is, this is a weird Wednesday. He's eating so much corn. He ate a lot of corn. He eats so much corn. It's just a Venom suit with a bunch of corn. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was a shit em? Uh, Shit him. <laughs> and it shit was like, I'm about to take a shit him, shit him. <laughs> shit him, shit him, shit him. And it's like a, a brown suit with like pieces of corn out of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that the writing in this movie is fucking atrocious and it's very convenient writing. It just, it feels rushed. Yeah, it's we're, very well, we're rushed. We're going to stretch the 10 minutes, no worries. Oh yeah, we're going to stretch it. Uh, but it feel it does feel rushed in the sense that like, and it kind of came out in some of the development Things like in the behind the scenes and stuff and uh, things that came out after and the email leak or whatever. Mm-hmm. They basically referenced that there was supposed to be a fourth movie. This one wasn't supposed to have all these villains in it, but they kind of Sony forced them to have all these villains in it, which made me worried about No Way Home. And uh, yeah, like this 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 movie was kind of made and then made to be a mess. Yeah. And it's exactly what it is. So what did you think about the new Goblin? Uh, he's boring. They took all the all the cool parts about Willem Dafoe, and just took him away. He's not James Franco's acting throughout this whole trilogy was kind of shitty, and uh, he wasn't really convincing as a villain, and he's even less convincing as a friend. Like, just I don't know. He never felt right in that universe. Like, I wish they would have cast somebody else because he never felt right in that universe. Well, I thought he was fine. I feel like. My issue with him is that they kind of built him up to be a bigger villain than what he became. Uh, if anything, he was outshined by mainly Sandman, but I assume Venom and all these other villains that were in that movie, they kind of like outshined what the Goblin was supposed to be in that time. Yeah, by a landslide, yeah. Yeah, so like it, it kind of like, outside of him trying to fuck up the marriage, it was mainly just like, you know, pointless that he was ever a villain. And that they kind of killed that whole storyline in that movie, similar to season eight of Game of Thrones. But that's that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there, gentlemen. So, ladies. what did you think about uh, Mary Jane's and Peter's relationship? Hey, just like in every other movie, I hated it. Mary Jane is so manipulative. She's manipulative in every movie. It's like pick a fucking lane, woman. I know. It's like she she juggles three three dudes, three balls. She, um, does. she juggles dudes left and right. There's a movie where she kisses three people in the same movie. I think it's two or three. Um, <laughs> and you know what's funny is three is also the uh, home to one of the funniest scenes and one of the greatest examples of James Franco's shitty acting. He's <laughs> like strawberries. <laughs> now why are you moving your lips around um, like that? Peter Parker got kind of got bricked up. He was like, "Hey, yo!" Also, he like teleported. What do you mean? Like whenever uh, Peter's out in the on the road and he looks back in the cafe <laughs> yeah. and he does, gives him that shit eating grin and then he goes, <laughs> and he does like <laughs> the <laughs> Dragon Ball yeah, instant transmission, instant transmission shit. <laughs> the, the waitress is like, "Where the fuck? <laughs> hey, you gotta pay for this, motherfucker! <laughs> Where did that guy go? <laughs> he, I literally he just, saw him disappear. He powered up to Super Saiyan. Um, yeah, so I what, hate the relationship. So, what did you think about? I mean, arguably or inarguably, the best scene in the entire movie uh the jazz scene what did you think about that i think it's the most iconic it was referenced in into the spider verse it was you know it's it's a legend at this point i don't care for it and it made me honestly made me cringe i know he's trying to he's doing peter parker is doing his impression of cool but it just it's but fucking bad i'll be honest 
I actually like it. You like it? I actually do like it. You know, it. actually, I, think, I do like it, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad. Oh, hi, bandwagon. I didn't know you were there. <laughs> no, oh, no. and look in the bandwagon. There's a bunch of sheep. Oh, there's a sheep. Oh, I'm a sheeple. Hmm. They're all eating McDonald's. Here's the church. Here's the steeple. Open it up. Here's all the sheeples in it. It looks like a bunch of you's in there. Yeah, it was a bunch of me's on my fingers. Ah! Shut up. But no, I'm not on that bandwagon. Back to formula. No, but... Back to uh, formula. I, I love it because, you know, all, over all these years, I always thought, like, it's corny. And obviously, like, what they show in it is very, very, very cheesy. But watching it recently, I was like, oh, when he's doing it, he's... It's like you said, he's a nerd trying to be cool, which does not work out. And that's, what's make, that's what makes that scene funny, in my opinion. Um, obviously, it's, like, out of place. It shouldn't be the movie to do it. And it's just like, hey, here's a fucking random scene of Tobey Maguire dancing. Hey. But uh, I, what I'm saying is, like... The women are literally reacting him, reacting to him in disgust. Some of them like it. I don't think so. I'm the, pretty sure all of them hated it. Some of them were like, "Hey, Parker." I mean, then he had the girl he kissed. Which here's here's another issue that these movies have. Queef Stacy. Yeah. All all of them fall in love with Spider Man and or Toby, but for some reason it's like they fall in love with Spider Man and then they all of a sudden have a fondness towards Peter. <laughs> yeah, like, like, they, like, like they know, yeah. like fucking MJ, where she kisses Spider Man, and then like eventually is like, yeah, Spider- Peter, I'm gonna Sp- start dating you in the same movie. Yeah, Spider Man should have been mad hot. He should have came and thwipped her up and be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" He was bricked up. He was swinging by his dick at, after that little scene. <laughs> okay, all right, that's been the Spider Man three <laughs> review. That's, that's a perfect. What did you think about the ending? Do you think it ended well? Back to formula. No, uh, back to formula. Back to formula. No, that's just sacrifice. Uh, no, it didn't end well, and I'm glad that trilogy is over. Even though it's it's a it's a hilarious trilogy, and three did no justice to it. You know what? The only good parts were Sandman, uh, Topher Grace, J. Jonah Jameson. Sorry, take it easy, J. Jonah Jameson, and that's it. So that's great. I think that this movie is a shit stain in Spider-Man's legacy, it's, but it's Spider-Man's pants. Well, no, no, no. Here, here. This is what it is. Spider-Man 3 is a shit stain in Spider-Man's underwear. He takes off the underwear and then eats White Castle and takes another fat shit in his pants that just does not come out. Hey, and what is that? That's the Andrew Garfield movie. <laughs> Let's get to That's it. That's how we transition on this fucking podcast. Get to it. Welcome, hey. welcome to Thursday's podcast, brother. Hey, group, this one's for you, fucker. So, Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. Trash. Are dog I shit. I had to say it. I, You know what, Joe? After it. the with the introduction introduction of the multiverse Spider Verse whatever, I was like, you know what? I appreciate that there's a different Spider Man out there where he acts like a total dick. But as a standalone movie, those two movies are the biggest pieces of shit. Let's talk. Let's start there. Let's start with how big of an asshole. I, I'm not. I'm not. It's not a knock on Andrew Garfield because he is a he is a good actor. Yeah. But uh, his him him acting as Peter or Spider Man. He was a dick as, as both of them. Like, he was a bully to the people he ran into. He wasn't really much of a hero. He was just kind of, like, fucking people up to get things he wanted for himself. Like, was yeah. never anything heroic for the most part. They did show a couple cheesy, campy scenes that were, like, meant to be, like, the heroic shit they showed in Spider-Man 1 of uh, Sam Raimi's. But it was still, like, it just felt like a copy. And then, I mean, I, I will agree with Group on one thing, that the inclusion of his parents being a, a somewhat 
pivotal role in his origin story is actually pretty interesting. Although I don't think it pays off well. I think the whole suit, I well think the whole suitcase thing and like the mystery around it is so cheesy and dumb that I'm like, hey Joe, it doesn't doesn't really add anything to the story. In Amazing Spider-Man Two, he throws a calculator wall to get a coin to put in a random coin slot in the in the subway. That opens up a fucking train out of the ground. That is true. And that's what leads him to find true. out the parents made the spiders, which is something we already knew. Something the movies already told us like twice. You know what? So I who got, gives a fuck? I got an idea. Let's cook this movie for a second, and then we'll get to whatever we can come up with positive about it. So let's go. <laughs> uh, Electro fixed his fucking teeth. Terrible. It's right stupid. when he got his powers. His origin story in these movies are fucking stupid, and I hope they improve it in No Way Home. Really, he got bit by. So, Peter Parker's origin story as a whole is pretty goofy. Like, but it's believable. Like, it's it makes sense. He's gotten bitten by a spider and gets spider powers. The Spider-Man aspect is kind of cheesy, but it's his thing. He gets bitten by electric eels, and then he becomes electric. He yeah, well, not, electro- not only that, he plugs something in and electrocutes him. Which I think that whole you know, there's enough like safety regulations on cables now that it shouldn't just spark you like that when you plug things in typically yeah. when you plug stuff in it's connected there's no sparks yeah but this guy plugged it in he's like blah, 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 blah. and then <laughs> and then he falls down into the the electric eel pit which electrocutes him and turns him into a electric deity being that can travel through electricity and has i don't know straight teeth anyways um, mm, yep. So that was that was bizarre. And then another gripe for me is the rhino. The rhino was advertised in the movie when it was released. And uh, what was it? The first? Or it might have been the second one. Wait, before it was the second one. Hold on, hold on. Okay. It was the second one. They uh, they advertise that he's in it, mm-hmm. and they even show the scene in the trailer uh, that this movie ends on the second movie, where he's running towards Rhino, and Rhino's in the big suit. Yeah. He's fucking like hauling ass towards him. Uh, so they put that in the trailer, like they end the trailer with that, like oh my god, this is it. That's the end of the fucking movie. You don't, you get like maybe ten, ten to fifteen seconds of on screen time for fucking, uh, for fucking Rhino, and it is it is like not done well at all. He's very cringy. He's literally comic relief. There's a part where he gets his pants pulled down and he's like, oh, what are you doing? Why are you wrestling me like it? That's super part, cringy. That part makes me fu- so fucking mad because that whole the first. 20 minutes of Amazing Spider-Man 2 pisses me off. You know want to know why, listeners? Because, first of all, Rhino's going through town, right? He's in a big-ass truck. He's destroying shit. And he's possibly killing people. All right. Someone needs to stop him. Spider-Man fucking webs over to his door, knocks on it, does his whole bit, while he's killing people, possibly. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, what the fuck are you doing, Spider-Man? Then he leaves and does mm. fucks around. Then finds Rhino and like webs him up, whistling the Spider-Man tune, which I hated. I was like, that does not feel right <laughs> in the so slightest cheesy. bit. It is so goddamn cheesy. It does not fit at all. And then just his quips are so stupid. Just like, yeah, they're oh. not even really quips. He's just being an asshole. Yeah, he's just being an asshole. And then the whole thing with Rhino not even being in the goddamn movie that much. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. this is so stupid. Also, a point about Electro I wanted to bring up was. Uh, his whole origin story where uh, they're in Times Square and he Spider-Man forgets his birthday. And that's his whole origin story. Where he's, he's like, he's like Spider-Man, what's my birthday? And he's like, uh, February 15th, 1989. He's like, Rah! not to mention, he's supposed to be really smart. 
and he's carrying out all these goddamn blueprints without a blueprint holder, poster holder, anything, and to a windy cityscape. And not only does he have too many <laughs> to hold at once, can't just take multiple trips. Uh, this man fucking walks out with like 70 of them and loses damn near half of them. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm just, and then like also they play into the trope that he's a nerd, right? So the issue there is that he's got a gap. And that's an issue. That's nerdy. He's and wears his glasses. glasses. Nerdy. He's got a fucking comb over. He's nerdy. Like that whole gimmick is so fucking stupid that it, it really annoys me. Um, what do you think about the? I don't. I don't know how to. I don't know how to put this. I don't know how to put this. Oh, oh, oh. What, what do you think about him? One stuttering and two his relationship with Gwen. Uh, I hate his relationship with Gwen, mm-hmm. and his stuttering is terrible. His relationship with Gwen is just like they fuck around with feelings in one and two where they're like oh we can't be together and two they literally have a moment where they agree they can't be together and then they they walk through this park flirting with each other and then yeah. she drops a ball she drops a bomb that she's moving to fucking Europe wherever to go blow dicks and it's like oh my god can they write a good relationship also like Zendaya and Tom Holland <laughs> <laughs> also like I like that or I hated that, like, it was, uh, I don't know. Like, their relationship was so weird. Like, it, it seemed like they were trying to go for, like, that lovey-dovey first love high school thing. Mm. But you were watching two, like, 29-year-old people that's playing another, it. That's another thing. Everybody in this goddamn movie is fucking 36. <laughs> yeah. They, Just like Flash, Sam Raimi's. Flash Thompson has a mortgage. Right. Like, how the fuck is he in high school? Like, I don't know what fucking Amazonian fucking high schools these developers or these uh, these directors went to where all their students look like fucking 50-year-olds, mm-hmm. but way off. I, I mean, that's one thing you can praise about Homecoming and all those is because they actually have kids that look like students, even if they are like 20-some-odd years old. Yeah. It's still like they look closer to what we kind of went to school with than what they portrayed in the first two tries. Exactly. And also, uh, Green Goblin in this movie is literally the worst Horrendous. villain. Horrendous. Oh, it's, my God. He's the worst villain in this whole, in any, probably any superhero movie. And I've seen a lot of a lot yeah. of superhero movies because... He's definitely one of them. He's definitely, he's worst designed. He's, he's the worst, worst acted. Yeah, worst designed. His, even his motives are kind of shitty. Yeah, like, it's like... Uh, he has a fucking he wants, goblin disease that he's trying to get ahead of. Yeah, like, he wants spider blood, and the goblin disease is like turning him into a goblin, literally. And they, I, I mean, do they specify that it's making him crazy, like they kind of do in the first like Sam Raimi movies? Pretty much, yeah. It, it's kind of implied. Uh, well, I mean, you figure somebody would be like, okay, yeah, he's got a lot of money, but still, somebody would have been like, we should probably lock him up <laughs> put him in a psych ward yeah like also, he, he's like, going a little crazy over here. yeah like you figure they would do more testing on it like how it's going to fuck with him genetically to turn him into a real goblin but also on top oh. of that it looked like cosplay like when he when he's in the clock tower with him and he's like trying to fight peter and stuff he's like hey he's like growling and shit I'm like what are you doing it just looks like it, you're, it looks, you're it looks like you're acting it doesn't look like you're really like growling at somebody it, just it looks, looks like he and the goblin it looks fucking <laughs> awful and it puts Norman Osborn's like Norman Osborn's Green Goblin is rolling in his grave looking at this shit and just Dane DeHaan does a terrible performance who's mm-hmm. who plays Green Goblin just he does terrible in this movie I don't get it I really don't get it it's just the writing the design everything he's worse than Electro 
Okay, I agree. Uh, real quick to end this segment, what are some good things? I, for one, really love the Gwen death scene just because it's comic. It's close to being comic accurate, and yeah. I think the even though he just didn't catch her in time, I love that like it was actually something he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously it gets ruined before and after because before he's dealing with Green Goblin until he gets knocked out and you never see him again. Um, he gets knocked out, and then he tries to save her. He doesn't. He drops down, and then you hear, Gwen, 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 Gwen. You know what's wild is I actually think his performance in that scene was good, but... It's the setting. Don't let it trick you. It's a beautiful scene. It should be. But if you take yourself out of the fact that he just lost the love of his life, it looks like he just dropped his Pop-Tart on the kitchen floor. And and that's all it is. That's how I, I acted the other day when I spilled goddamn... What is that called? Cheesy Mac on the goddamn floor upsetting yeah, yeah time to move on to the next one fuck these you know movies. what i dropped my cheesy mac in my living room at my home homecoming what I, do you think i, I wasn't coming <laughs> home <laughs> um let's just hey that's a bar <laughs> that's a bar um so homecoming obviously the the series is revitalized in civil war when tom holland is introduced as a new spider-man he's got a new suit he's got a new uh i guess he's got the same origin but new characters playing him uh, a hotter Aunt May now, um, things like that. But you basically have to see him in Civil War. You see him in Infinity War. You see him in Endgame. Um, but before in- Endgame and Infinity War, you see him in Homecoming, which is his first array as his solo movie for Tom Holland. And I loved it. I absolutely love this movie. This movie might mm-hmm. have like one of the best villains. And it's actually surprising to see that they like, you see the trend of it going from one and two Sam Raimi and then down to three. Which was still like it was mid, all right. And you're like even even though it was bad, it was like eh, it's it's okay. Yeah. Um, but then you get to the the Andrew Garfield movies, and I, obviously I think that's just poor directing. I think the actors they chose, while being older, they were still really good um, yeah. as actors, except for maybe Don DeHaan. But then you get to this point, and it's like revitalization of Spider Man. Now we're looking at the third down the barrel of the third movie, and it's acclaimed to be like. One of the biggest games since or movies since Endgame, possibly bigger than Endgame. It was uh, the got other a ninety-eight on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, yesterday it was 100. sitting at a hundred percent. I think last I checked it was at ninety-four, um, but it is like teetering in the nineties mm. of being like a really amazing thing. It's also one of the few movies where they actually put the PSA out saying don't spoil it. Oh, I which, saw that before. Which uh, uh, yeah, which yeah. which is uh, awesome that they're actually like, putting that much effort. But basically. This series is where they definitely get it right. Um, we can just start with Homecoming. What did you think of Homecoming as a whole, and what are your favorite parts about it? Quick summary, because uh, I watched both today. Homecoming was amazing. Uh, it's a great origin story. It sets Peter in the right zone, Like introduces a lot of fun characters. Uh, what's his name? Ned is, Ned is hilarious. His aunt is, is hot. Uh, they play with a lot of Ultimate stuff, too, like uh, Miles possibly being in there. Yeah, uh, they have Aaron Davis, Childish Gambino, which I loved. Mm-hmm. And uh, his quips, just everything feels so natural to him. Like his quips, his uh, his just fighting. He looks young. Swinging. <laughs> yeah, he looked yeah. young. How he's, his character as a whole, how he's just like so, uh, he's reckless, but like he's still like good hearted. Mm-hmm. Um, he's trying to prove that he can do it on his own when he's really not ready to until the end. Uh, and overall, I think it's a great origin movie. Yeah. And 
I think what it sets up is an amazing villain. Obviously, it's playing in the rules of the MCU, so it's got a lot to work off of. But one thing I admire the most about this movie that is kind of tied into, like, I guess, or it, it kind of sets up what happens in Far From Home and in between Far From Home and this movie is the fact that Tony Stark is his Uncle Ben. It's the figure that is kind of giving you that spot of his origin story put in place of somebody who's integrated into this MCU mm-hmm. where it fucking works. Like I absolutely love in this movie, how he is trying to find his own, his own way as Spider-Man, which he should be established, but he's dealing with a veteran that's trying to teach him how to be a hero. And I think that even gives more credit to what Iron Man did um, as a character because mm-hmm. he, he straight up directly affected so many of these stories in Marvel that in the MCU, he's like one of the biggest proponents for like being a hero. He's the biggest example. He's the first example outside of, I guess, if you want to count Hulk, but he was the first one to kind of start, start this off legitimately. Yeah. And I think him lending a hand to Peter in these movies is like such an awesome thing. And it's then passing the torch on. Yeah. Like it's literally passing the torch. Mm. Uh, you have him dealing with his new suit, which is given to him. Yes. Um, but he's still dealing with like, I, I like to think that overall he's dealing with this internal issue of him trying to become a hero. Uh, he even has a moment in the I'm trying to make sure. Yeah, it was this movie where he gets stuck under the rocks and he actually like mm. pushes it up and stands up like that's kind of like the turn. It's the it's the jump off the building from into the Spider-Verse. It's the the train from Spider-Man one. Yeah, like it's or Spider-Man two. It's um, it's that moment where you become a hero and you're like you realize it. And I think them showing that in this movie, uh, having him be naive, having him ha- have to deal with one of the best acted villains in all the Spider-Man movies, the Vulture. Michael Keaton fucking bodied Vulture. He really did. Like that, I, I say it all the time, that car scene is hands down, it's like up there with the train scene. Like just him, just that intimidation he lays on him. He doesn't mm-hmm. say a lot, but he says a lot by saying a little. Yeah. And, and I love that he doesn't just straight up point the gun at him. He literally pulls the gun out, sits it on the seat, and is just like, let's fucking talk. Yeah. What, you were there that day. What are you doing? Like, it, it's so grimacing, and I love it. I love, like, as someone who loves analyzing subtle shit, it's great to watch that scene because he starts off with curiosity, then he moves on to, like, uh, like, kind of like, wait, hold on one second. Then it, it goes to realization, and then, like, then just kind of uh, uh, reflection, anger, threats, and then just like that fatherly love where he's just like, all right, go show my daughter a good time. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, he fucking bodied that scene. Yeah, he, he plays it like a mobster. Like he's he's supposed to be like he, he's got shit going on like a mafia person in the background of his family that he's trying to keep together and keep playing and out of all that. Um, so like overall, you don't really see him. I mean, obviously, he's a bad guy. He kills somebody in the movie, but it's on accident. But still, mm-hmm. like, he's he's played to be a bad guy. And I think what he is is he's a, he's like a he's like a drug dealer. He's like a street criminal, which is what they make him as. Literally, is like hiding under uh, highways and shit, dealing weapons to people. Like he's a he's literally a weapon dealer. Yeah. And uh, him being involved in all that and kind of doing it for his own motives, and also like. I love it. He's just like a badass character. He's literally just like, why the fuck are you messing with my shit? Mm-hmm. Like, and it, that's like his main goal to kill Peter. 
because he's just like, and I love that if you in that car scene, they actually let him piece together the idea of Peter not being there at certain times of the day at certain moments during events where mm-hmm. Spider-Man disappears, just like in uh Spider-Man one where he runs or Spider-Man two, where he runs out of the bank and Aunt May's like, where the fuck are you going? Like, except for in that one, she didn't really immediately piece it together. I think she does down the line or something, but she, she even pieces together. She's yeah. like, what? Don't leave me. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. So like this one, he's literally like, that's how he re- reveals it. That's how he figures it out. And she's like, you weren't there at the at the monument. You left. You were gone. I don't know where you went. And he's literally just in there like, holy shit, that's Spider-Man then. Mm. Because you were there. Now you're gone. And all your friends got saved. It's like, yeah. I, I just love the, the piecing two and two together. Overall, what do you think of it? Homecoming is absolutely amazing. Um, I think I have it up there in the Raimi movie somewhere. I'm not sure where, though. It's kind of hard to judge those. What about you? I think it's uh, a great stepping off point, but it's not as good as Far From Home, which uh, we only got, oh, well, we got negative three minutes to talk about it. We can uh, spend five minutes on it. I, I didn't like Far From Home. I loved Wait, you didn't like it? Mm-mm. I loved it. I, and maybe that's just me because I love Mysterio and I love uh, how de- deceitful he is in the comics. Like, I love his powers and all that stuff. So I, I feel like they wrote him well. Jake Gyllenhaal killed it. And uh, I love how. It's 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 refining what it, be, it means to be Spider-Man for Peter. It it, it uh, improves on his like ability to think for himself and kind of run off his intuition or Spidey t- or Spider Peter thing or whatever the fuck they call it. That is true. And yeah, I'm yeah. glad they improve upon it for sure. I like the I do like the growth of Spider-Man in that movie. I just feel like in terms of villain, all of it was gimmicks. You know, it was it was illusions, which he is known for. But they made it more realistic in a way to where he's literally using drones. And uh, they loosely tie it to a thread from like an old Iron Man movie that was like literally like a split second of a scene. And they were just like, oh, yeah, that was... He's like, yeah, I stole this tech from somebody. Ha, ha, ha. And then he's like, oh, that was mine. Okay. Well, you're you're filling out the universe that didn't need to be filled out. I get that. But still, it's like him being menacing. And in the trailer, it's showing like Mysterio fighting off the elementals and stuff. It looks awesome, but then when you get in the movie, it's like, oh, it's all fake. It was all a dream. Like, okay, mm-hmm. but I, I like how it ends. I do like how it ends. Where, uh, you know, obviously the whole time Quentin Beck is manipulative. He's trying to like fuck him over and manipulate Peter into doing what he wants and falling for his traps. Um, so as a last ditch effort before he dies, he literally tries to kill him with a trick, and then he, in that time, he records a video saying. Spider-Man is Peter Parker, basically setting up No Way Home perfectly. Um, so in that in that sense, he is a great villain for like what he kind of leads to. But I I hated the premise of him being. I mean, I, I guess if it would make sense that like he's not going to come in with like a bunch of magic spells and shit. Mm-hmm. But I kind of wish he did, especially in a world where we're getting magic spells like Doctor Strange and shit and Wanda, where they're literally using spells and illusions and magic. Yeah. Like, why, why couldn't he be magic of some sort? I agree. That, that would have made it definitely better. It would have made it more. It would have made more sense, kind of, because it seems like the the inconsistency of the drones being hit, like, because some shit damages uh, architecture, some doesn't. So I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll, right. I would kind of like. 
I would, it would kind of made more sense if they're like, oh, this is he he channels magic from this dimension because that's what they do in Doctor Strange, which I re- rewatched yesterday. Mm. That's what they do in Doctor Strange. They're like, we're pulling magic from this alternate universe, whatever the hell, I think, and uh, that's how we do this shit. And it would have made a lot a lot of sense that they would just do that for Quentin Beck. But I feel like for what it's worth, they they pulled it off pretty good. Um, the sequence where he Peter is just getting fucked up by Quentin Beck, just in the head, just like uh, illusion after illusion after illusion. I'm just like, man, that in the movie theater, I was like, this is fucking, this is what I wanted. Yeah, like that. That's like, that's what I wanted, but I wanted it to be real, kind of. Like but, that's exactly what I wanted from a, like a, a Mysterio movie right like it was it was great yeah there, there's two scenes from that part that i really like is one is obviously the zombie iron man mm-hmm. i love that part um and two i love when he's like doing all this trickery and then he just turns it off and the train smacks peter yeah i love that scene because i was actually like you're still kind of wondering was that real did he really get hit by a train and i was like yep he, he it's actually you can see like the real spots in it and i, oh. I really like that but uh, overall yeah. what did you think of this movie and I, what would you? Well, I, I was. Never mind. Go ahead. I think it's probably the uh, my favorite Spider-Man movie to date. Um, More than Homecoming. Uh, than yeah. Sam Raimi's. Yeah, because I, I like uh, I like Mysterio way more. Vulture is great, and and Michael Keaton kills it, obviously. But that's just like a personal thing. Like I love Mysterio as a character as a whole. <clears throat> I feel like there's more to do with it, and there's more uh, stuff to run off of with it. And I feel like they executed it pretty well for what it's worth. And uh, I, I was really hoping they kept him alive because I want to see more of that fuckery. I want to see... I love the scene where... And this is just an example of how great it is. I love the scene where he's kind of like... Call it happy. And he's just kind of like, all right, wait, hold on. Tell me something that only you would know. Mm-hmm. You know, he just wants to know that it's not an illusion. Yeah, I do like that. It's actually messing with him. I will say, though, with the inclusion of No Way Home... I would love to see Bruce Campbell come back and be a new Mysterio from a different timeline. Dude, I know. I like. Can you imagine? Oh man, it's from like the un because he was supposed to be uh, Mysterio in Spider-Man Four of the Sam Raimi's movies. It, it, so. could, it could still be canon. That's what it I'm could, saying. Yeah, yeah. It could just be like we never saw it, but like it happened. It could just yeah. It could just be from the movie that you never saw. God. Like they could literally like in a scene where they're dealing with like either Peter Parker from the Sam Raimi movies or. Uh, uh, Green Goblin, or even Doc Ock, or Ducock. Ooh. Um, you can you know they, you can toss in like a little cheeky nod to Spider Man Four that was never made. It it would just be really cool. I, I doubt they would go that far, but um, Mysterio as a whole, I would I would, would agree that I would love to see yeah. him back as well. But I, I think No Way Home is gonna be something special, and uh, I'm excited to see it. Same here. Thank you guys for listening. This has been the Spider Man in review. We just reviewed one. Two, Two, three, three, four, four, five, five, six, five five movies. Five movies, yep, in a row. All day, every day. And you know what? If you don't take anything else away from this pod, just remember, Amazing Spider-Man sucks ass and don't even watch it because it's terrible.